0: It is Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Wenland podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with Amanda Zeiss, who has recently switched from teaching to technology. Coming up next. Amanda Zeiss, welcome to the Kelly Winland Podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm pretty excited because I was telling you before we got on that this is the first time I've actually tried video with the audio. And so it's a it's an exciting time and it's a scary time yeah. for me. Anytime I put <laughs> no, in technology, it's, it's... technology doesn't like me, even though I'm in the <laughs> technology space. Did you have you ever heard you have to have heard these stories of I'm, oh yeah, I'm but you're
1: the tech guy. Oh, I am yeah. the tech, tech guy. guy I'm logical. the
0: anti-tech guy in the company. I I like technology that works, and and it's hard sometimes to get technology to integrate and work. I yeah. don't think it no, should be that hard. Nice you should be able to just plug the stuff in and it would work, but it doesn't always happen like that.
1: Something new every day.
0: Well, you're you're <laughs> just a little up. bit younger than I am, and so you are you're you've grown up in a world where you expect technology to do what it does and you, you just Mm -hmm. jump past it and not a big, not a big deal.
1: Yeah, no, usually I can get through some challenges that yeah, might pop up, but you never know.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So um, you, you've uh, come from a different world and you've changed career paths and you've come into, into technology. Tell us about what you did uh, prior, and kind of how you've gotten to this spot.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I went to UW Eau Claire um, for a comprehensive math education major. So, I um, graduated and I was um, certified to teach fourth through 12th grade math in Wisconsin. I ended up getting my Minnesota teaching license as well. And um, I'm also certified to teach fifth through 12th grade math over there. So, only can teach math. Um, But yeah, for a wide range of students. So did that. um, I was a teacher for three years at a couple different high schools, um, primarily just 11th and 12th graders I taught. So it was usually like geometry, Algebra 2. I would sub in different areas. But yeah, those were primarily the courses I taught. Um, And then, yeah, I ended up deciding um, partway, I would say a couple months into my third year of teaching that I was like, I... Don't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. And so then I started um exploring other options and yeah, now I'm here. So it was it was a crazy ride and totally did not expect it when I graduated college or even in the start at the start of my third year that I wasn't gonna be a
0: teacher anymore. So crazy, crazy changes. Why why did you change? Was it the workload? Was the kids are getting tougher, the parents are getting tougher, the administration was it what 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 prompted it? What was kind the of store? You know,
1: yeah, kind of all of the above. So I started prior to COVID. Um, and then I got hit with COVID at the end of my first year, taught through COVID, which was crazy because it was, I was teaching um, virtual students at home at the same time as having part of the class in the classroom with me. And so it was kind of two classes at once and trying to manage that. And then my last year was pretty much all the way back to normal. It, we didn't really have any any hiccups with um, getting back into the schools that third year. But um, it was kind of, uh, it was definitely workload played a factor into it, but primarily it was that I didn't see myself doing it long-term. I just didn't see anywhere for me to grow in the profession. And that was because when I originally went to college, I thought I was going to go into the administrative, administrative side of education, got into it was like, absolutely not. I don't see myself doing that. And then I was like, okay, well maybe I'll get my master's degree in math so I could teach higher level math classes. And then I was like, okay, no, that kind of is still kind of what I'm doing right now. And so I just didn't see any like opportunity other than teaching the same couple classes for like 40 plus years of my life. So that was a that was probably the biggest reason. And then definitely workload, um, working 50, 60 hour weeks, um, clearly not getting compensated for that, which was a bummer. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. And then I did have an unfortunate, just like clashing with, um, administration, all our school kind of struggled to have, we had some turnover in administration and just kind of the way the school was ran was a a tricky thing to overcome. And so I was like, I'm going to see what else is out there, but that's not for everybody. Like everybody's teaching experience is different. Administration isn't always a factor in it. And some teachers are given some time off and don't have as crazy of a workload, but I definitely got hit with that being a high school math teacher really heavily.
0: So. Well, you say that, but my my wife is considering going into teaching. Um, we when we were when we were kids, she uh, she dropped out of college because I got into law school. This is oh, yeah. 29 years ago now, but um, no twenty eight going to be twenty nine years. Uh, this May, wow. But, um, so she dropped out, even though she's the, she's smarter and she's the better student, um, she dropped out of school and um, and now she's just finishing up. And she's considering going into teaching um, and con- is considering ser- um, going into underserved communities. Uh, but one thing she's noticed Maybe. is the tremendous workload when she's doing her student teaching. She's a, she's a senior now. And it sounds like teachers are still showing up at 7, 6.30 a.m., teaching their classes, and then spending until, you know, like 9, 10, 11 p.m. working, first of all, on their administrative component of what they do, but then for lesson planning, making sure that they're meeting the standards that each individual school district has. You know, they're, they're putting in just work hours that most professions can't imagine and wouldn't consider doing for for $50,000 a year. Um, yeah. So I don't know that it's that, maybe there are, maybe it gets better as you're, as you've done it five or 10 years or something, but sounds like at least in, from my wife's perspective, teachers are just put really working hard and putting tremendous hours in still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To put it in perspective, I was showing up to the building at six thirty. had students at my door for sure by seven to get help. And then I, I read an article once and I couldn't find it. Um, but I've lost it. It was a, It put it in perspective now, like being in the corporate world business area that um, teachers are running. Like I had seven different classes in a day. So it was running seven different meetings with 30 people in front of you at every single one of those meetings. And then in the meantime, you have only have five minutes in between to prepare for the next one. And you're constantly assessing students, also being like a support system for them because they're going through things in life. Um, and then on top of that, you've got paperwork to deal with. And I only had a 40-minute prep in a day and a 20-minute lunch. And then I was leaving usually the building. It was a good day if I was leaving by 4. So it was – and then like you had said, I was bringing home at least an hour's worth of work, um, definitely two or three my first year, my first two years at the different schools. Um, but, yeah, at night I was working on stuff until 8 p.m. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's a different workload for sure, and it's it's crazy when you think about that you're just constantly around people and that you don't have any break – Because even if you do have two seconds in between passing time, you're supposed to be in the hallway, you know, being, greeting other, greeting students and making them feel welcomed and being that good presence in the building of a a trusted adult. So Hmm. it's definitely draining and a lot of time and effort put into the profession for, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. You don't come off as someone who would have a conflict with administration. You you seem at least you know my experience with you. You you really seem like a rule follower. What?
1: Oh yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't necessarily have conflict with administration. It was just the way um, the buildings was ran, and just like kind of the expectations and. Yeah, it was it was just as a whole as every teacher kind of saw issues and flaws with it. But that's I think that's kind of standard when you have administration turnover and just kind of the learning and how to fit into the building and put in place new new things and new ideas. Everybody is kind of hesitant to change. So it was it was a tricky thing. But it was. Yeah, I think every school goes through that when they have administration change and just kind of the process of getting through that. So. When yeah, talk no about no conflict directly with me
0: <laughs> okay all right what kind of like what kind of changes would there be in a school is it like curriculum or is it you know like which classrooms yeah, you have it, or how money's allocated or what kind of what specific um language?
1: yeah it was it was tricky with just like the expectations and um how much choice teachers had so it could even be like little things like how how much you're expected to grade. Um, homework assignments, or even how testing works, how your grade book is set up, um, how often you meet with your teams, because I had common classes I was teaching. So just various ways on, we we were kind of being instructed on, this is when you're going to meet with your team, and this is what you're going to discuss, and this is how you're going to grade. And it it makes it hard and challenging because obviously there's differing opinions just within your team itself, but then um, just very little choice that teachers had. So that was, that was, a few things that just like made it challenging for all of us. But some teachers love that. That's it's just so tricky because some teachers love that and then others don't. So it just, it wasn't for me. And that's kind of additional reasons as to why I, I was just like, okay, I don't see myself doing this long-term.
0: It sounds very micromanagey, kind of like working for, mm-hmm. for Ron Kimlinger and Tom Newman, <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, it feels like uh, how those two will be like, it's like their thumb is always on you. Like you have to do this oh no ron it's totally and tom, i mean <laughs> back off and stop trying to dictate my life that's how i see think. it's I mean, so funny you say that because they have given me so much freedom so it's what it's that's totally not how they, they treat me. me what <laughs> we're living in two oh, different I universes amanda i'm just kidding. <laughs> i can't help you there <laughs> <laughs> so how has it been has it been refreshing to 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 have to work with with a tom and a ron and rob and oh yeah you know fill all yes, the everyone absolutely
1: yeah. i don't know how i was so lucky to find a company that just brought me in and especially just like all my concerns of changing careers and only having in my eyes i always thought as i only have a math education degree so like i'm just not qualified to work anywhere else like what am i going to do and so i was very fortunate and lucky to find logisolve and everybody who has helped me get here and let me take on tasks and trust me with things and yeah, I've learned so much. And it was a much easier transition than I thought. And I think
0: that's because of Logisol. Well, that's too kind of you to say, um, but thank you. What, <laughs> um, you know, as opposed to what you're doing before, you know, you, you worried about not having a place to grow to. Do you have a, do you feel better about that? Potentially you having places to grow to with uh, moving into technology and in Logisol?
1: Oh yeah. So when I, when I, I don't know, got into technology right away in the beginning, I was like, this is an amazing field to be in just because it's not going to go away (laughs) and it is always going to grow. And so I even think about like kind of what my goals are for this and where I'm at now. And it is, I'm like, the opportunities are endless. And that's what I love about it. I just know that there's always going to be something new and I have no idea where I'm going to end up, but that's, I love that. I'm just
0: so excited to see where this could go. Cool. Yeah. And by the way, this is not an infomercial for Logisol. <laughs> I just, um, there's, a, there's great yet- companies. It's more general in technology. I think there's a, you know, there are the oh, good yeah. technology companies, um, are good at bringing in people who are, are smart and ambitious. And, and, um, and I do think that there's, there's good opportunity uh, for, for those people that want to make a change. How much do you think your, your math degree, matters. Do you think, you know, like I'm a communication degree and then I've got a law degree, but you know, we have psychology majors. We have a lot of music majors actually in information technology, especially in software engineering. We get a lot of music majors. There seems to be a correlation between music majors and software development, but did, did your math degree make you more comfortable making, getting into technology, do you think, or Or is it really, yeah, it wouldn't make a difference at all?
1: Um, It definitely made me more comfortable just like looking to switch careers because I know having that math background, like that's, it's not rare to find, but it's definitely like a smaller group out there. And so I thought that would help me, but I, yeah, now I, I looking back on it I'm like, I don't know why I even was concerned about that. Just like kind of having to find, I don't know, something unique about myself to find a new role. But it's helpful now. Like I definitely see the advantages of it and my education side of things too with just like looking at data and not being afraid of that. And um, yeah, with education, like the way to communicate with people and give feedback and to be promptly and be uh, on um, prompt with the tests I'm given and also um, being able to multitask all of those things. I didn't even realize like the skills that I had, but it's definitely due to my math and education background.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like I say, we do have a a good mix of non what people would think of as non traditional IT kind of mm-hmm. degrees in in our company. And there's sociology, psychology. Um, I don't I don't know you know quite a few music degrees and so. But I think clearly math and statistics and you know anything that's technology related know, those people all will let end up over here.
1: Um, I know that's the crazy thing is that you don't need like it. That's one advice that there's one piece of advice I could give to people who are looking to switch careers. Don't worry about the degree that you have, because I, I, I can second what you said. I with talking with all the referrals and consultants we have out there. So many people have degrees and things that they don't. That's not what they're doing now. And so it's crazy that you can succeed with just having any sort of degree out there in a completely different field you know but those are, don't worry about that
0: great closing thoughts amanda zeiss thanks so much for being on the podcast it's yeah. uh, wonderful to have you at logisol we appreciate it and uh for those of you out there you are listening to the kelly women podcast